Hey friends, I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Erin Cusio, and this is Room for Lovely. Nearly a year ago, I ventured out to a writer's workshop with Bob Goff out in Southern California. The first night, I sat and looked around the room at all of the unfamiliar faces. I met a few people there, and then I did what any sensible person would do. I went back to my room and looked them all up on social media. Don't judge. You know that's what you'd do, too. Right before leaving for the workshop, I had ordered a book called The Bible Study. It was a one-year deep dive into the Bible, and I knew it would be waiting for me when I got back. Imagine my shock as I was social media stalking all of these newfound friends, and I realized that Zach Wendall, the author of the Bible study, was there. The next morning, I went over and told him the story, somewhat embarrassed to admit how I'd come to this realization, and Zach was so gracious and kind. Over the last year, I have watched him do incredible things and create crazy good content that is making waves in the social media world. His new book, See the Good, comes out in just a couple weeks, and I am absolutely thrilled that Zach is here today to join me. Well, welcome, Zach. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to talk to you. You've got some incredible things going on and a book coming out really soon. And so would you take a moment and just kind of introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Definitely. Man, thank you so much for having me on. This is awesome. I'm super pumped and proud of you. Uh, So my name is Zach Wendell. I am an author. I wrote a book called The Bible Study, which um, made a bunch of waves over the last few years. And we kind of built a company around that called the brand Sunday. And it grew to levels I did not expect. And actually last week I sold my company, which is insane to me that it it became that. But now I'm just focusing on writing and coaching and things like that. So yeah, as you mentioned, I got a new book coming out in a three weeks now or a couple of weeks. Uh, it's called See the Good. It's all about finding grace, gratitude, and optimism in every, every day. That one I really feel like is my life message. So I'm excited to chat about that too. Awesome. I can't wait to dive into that. But before we start talking about the new book, I'd like to go back a little bit to the Bible study. Totally. Because you've got a really cool story about how that kind of all came about. So can you tell me where your journey began with the Bible study? Yeah. Definitely. So I grew up in the church. I grew up as a Christian, but it was never like fully real to me. And in 2014, I hit a spot where I was really questioning my faith. I was working at this restaurant and I was surrounded by a few people that were Christian and a few people that weren't. And uh, the people that weren't believers were actually like living out the lifestyle of Jesus more than the others. And it was like, it was kind of an awakening moment where I was like, man, who do I want to be associated with? What do I actually believe? And I remember I was praying about it and I was like, God, like if I'm, if I'm all in, like you need to prove that you're real in some way. I was like, I'm going to give you two years. I'm going to study the Bible really intensely. And if my life isn't changed by the end of it, then I'm out. I ended up moving out to Australia to study the Bible for 12 hours a day, six days a week, about as intense as it could be. Like literally if it was uh, Genesis week, you would read Genesis five times through, and then you would like create your own commentary. And so by the time I was done with this program, I had about 20 to 30 pages of notes on every book of the Bible. And I was like, man, I really have something here. And I think it could help a lot of people. But I also realized that a lot of people can't just get up and leave for a year and travel to the other side of the world and, and go through a program like this. And so I really condensed my notes. I took out my views 
views on a lot of things. I made it very even across the board doctrinally so that no matter what you believe, you can get something from it. And I developed this product called the Bible study. And it basically holds your hand as you read through the entire Bible over the course of a year. And I made it so that it, it's beautiful. I made it so that people would want to keep it out on their table. So they didn't want to throw it away when they were done with it, but they could really hold on to it and remember the how God changed their life through the process. So I'm really passionate about people actually studying the Bible and spending time in the word. I think that comes from me not having a focus on it growing up, even though like I knew Bible verses and I knew the right things to say and do and my morals were there and everything, but it was never like fully real to me. I remember in the first couple of weeks I was out there, I was like, oh my goodness, these are like letters to people and like actually understanding the historical nature of the Bible, like blew me away and it changed everything for me. And I want to have other people that are uh, in a similar spot, go through the same experience. So I heard recently a commentary on this idea that, you know, in the same way that there were generations in the Bible that believed in God and saw the things that he had done after a generation or two, they hadn't seen those same things. And so that faith life went away. And I heard a commentary that said that, you know, what starts as really radical faith in the next generation can easily become lukewarm. Faith can quickly become complete non-belief by, you know, a couple generations down the line. As someone with kids, that is terrifying to me. Like I would never want my kids to end up in that position. And so I think what you're saying is really important because we can't just have a knowledge of the scriptures at a baseline level. We've got to develop a relationship with the Lord. And so if we can't move off to Australia, if we can't take that time, 12 hours a day to study the Bible, do you recommend like starting in Genesis? What are the most practical steps for finding a relationship knowledge versus just, I've known these scriptures, I've heard these stories. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big thing is yes. If you're going through the Bible, I always suggest starting in Genesis just so you can understand the entire storyline. But I also realize that so many people, like a very large majority are going to quit by the time they get to Deuteronomy. <laughs> like it's just the way that it goes. I get it. So if you aren't used to reading or reading that intensely, for sure, start in the new Testament. But man, when it comes down to um, experiencing God and, and seeing him uh, move in your life and actually developing that relationship. I think it's so important to have a strong prayer life. I think it's important to be calling out how God is moving because it can be so easy for us to just be full of head knowledge and just be focusing on like the right answers and living the right way. When in reality, God wants to be a part of every single moment of your life. And so when it really boils down to it is like, okay, where is he moving? How can I focus on that? Because I know where, when I focus on that, it's going to expand and grow into every other area of my life. And I think it comes down to like calling that out with friends and sharing testimonies and listening to testimonies and seeing how he's moved in the past and believing that he's going to move again in the future. I always think back to the scripture that says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb, obviously, which is not of our own work, but also by the word of our testimony. And I think that that is super important to develop that community with people where we're kind of of just able to talk it out and and rise our faith through that conversation of what God is still doing because he's still active, he's still alive, he's still moving today. Yeah. You mentioned something really interesting a moment ago and I want to dig into that a little bit. You said that you were working at a restaurant where you were surrounded by both Christian and non-Christian people and the people who were 
living, not more attractive because of, you know, like, wow, it seems like they're having fun or wow, they get to do all these things that the world maybe wants to do. But the way they were living their life was more appealing than the Christians were. I find so often, especially in the way that Christians tend to represent themselves on social media and call out things and stir up conflict sometimes, that it is difficult to kind of look at the Christians versus the non-Christians. Where do you think Christians are getting it wrong in relation to Jesus? I feel like we're kind of missing the mark in some ways. Yeah, I think there's a, a belief in a lot of the church that it's like us against them. And it's this like battle ready, like war mentality between like us fighting culture. I get it, but I also don't believe that that's the right way to do things. I think that's the case on a spiritual level, but I don't think that that's a good testimony for other people to get them in, to believe what you believe. It's always interesting because I feel like I know a lot of people that aren't believers and they're some of the kindest, most loving people that I know. And then you have people that are believers and they're like, no, this is, this is wrong. Like demon, demon, demon is demonic. <laughs> like stuff like that is wild to me. Like, especially like I spend a lot of my time on TikTok and creating content on there. And like so much of it with other creators is like all focused on no, this is wrong. Like this is demonic. And I'm like, man, what if we just like showed the things that were actually good, where God is moving, rewrite that narrative a little bit. And I think if we learn to do that, it's going to be much more appealing to people that are either questioning their faith or, or just thinking about it for the first time. And that's where I want to be. That's what I want to be focusing on is how can I be an actual light to people and show that, yeah, what I have, I believe is greater than what the world has instead of no, the world is wrong. And this is why I'm right. And I think like understanding that and going through that mental shift is what a lot of people need to, to, um, fall more in love with Jesus. That is so good. One of my favorite quotes says that unexpected kindness is one of the most underrated, least costly agents of human change. Wow. And I think that we could all do well to insert some more kindness and love into our lives and show people that love of Jesus. You mentioned that see the good is part of what you feel like is your life's work. Is that kind of where this ev evolution began? Yeah, hundred percent. Actually, I think it started as, as a kid. So when I was four years old, my mom was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer and was sent home with a 5% chance to live. She ended up being healed from that. And then she had a tumor around her sciatic nerve and was healed from that. And then she had colon cancer with three quarters of her colon removed and was healed from that. And then when I was 15, she had breast cancer, double mastectomy reconstruction, and was healed from that. And so literally from four to 15, she was in the hospital. She was on her deathbed, but the entire time she would always say, Zach, it could be so much worse. I could not be here today. So you need to be grateful for what you do have and to focus on what, where God is moving all around you. And that like during my most developmental years really made me who I am today. And I believe that it's just this little perspective shift that would change a lot of people's lives. And so I feel like like I've always stood out in that category amongst my peers. And so this book with See the Good is like, it's my life message. It's, it's, if I could tell the world one thing, it would be this, like, let me help you shift your perspective to see how God is moving. And also just be like, 
be more kind and loving. And from there, you're going to be more joyful and happy. And that's what we're searching for. With so much negativity in the world, I think it's really easy to not see the good, to instead focus on all the wild, crazy things that are going on. Is it a simple perspective shift? How do we begin to magnify the good in our lives? Yeah, you know, it's it's ingrained in us really deeply. There's something called a negativity bias. So like literally we're all born with a negativity bias because if you, it goes way back to like our ancestors always on edge because you don't know if there's a lion in the in the bushes next to you. You don't know if there's something that is bad about to happen that could like jeopardize your your life. As we've evolved as a society and progressed, that's not something that most of us need to be fearful of anymore. But it's so deeply ingrained in our DNA that like if there's if 10 things happen to us in a day and nine of them are great, and one bad thing happens, we're going to wake up the next morning thinking about that one bad thing. But I really believe that if you do focus on the good, the good is going to, going to expand in your life. And it's you're going to be so much more joyful every single day. I think that this is a principle that could relate to anyone on any level, whether faith is important to them or not. Yeah. It is really easy to shift your focus to the good and improve your life. But how have you seen this shift change your faith life? Absolutely. I think it really boils down to like your view on where we're headed. And I think I have so much hope for the future. And I feel like in the, in the U S at least, um, there's a lot of like fear for the future because, uh, it's, it was ingrained as this like hellfire and brimstone, like mentality of like, that's what my faith is based around, but it's an aspect of it. But I believe like at the end of the day, we're we're like giving hope to the hopeless. But then when we invite people in, we're showing them that we're hopeless. Like that doesn't make sense to me. And so it's like, no, like there is something to be hopeful for. Like God has a plan for our lives. And, and because of that, I'm, I'm always hope filled every single day and I'm more joyful every day. And from there, I'm able to like love my neighbors better. And I'm able to like take care of the people closest to me and, and spend time with them and not be stressed out. Like I think so often when we're focused on all the bad, it's so easy to get stressed out in life. I'm at peace. And I think like so many people can be at peace because of it. And that's what a lot of, a lot of people are searching for is that like deep sense of peace, peace, joy, love, kindness, all the fruit of the spirit, I think is just going to grow so much more when people really do begin to focus on where God's moving and, and be like, God, I want to be a part of it. I don't want to be focused on what the bad is happening. I want to be where God's moving. Like that fires me up more than anything. Yeah. So I kind of watched earlier this year as your TikTok journey began and you started that and it very quickly grew into something really pretty massive on TikTok. Um, and you've got a ton of people following along. What have you seen as far as people being attracted to that goodness, attracted to those fruits of the spirit. I feel like the fruits of the spirit, it's a very biblical term that is sounds Christianese a little bit, but I think the world really does want the fruit of the spirit, even if they don't realize it. A hundred percent. I think it's like, it's pushed by 
so many people that aren't Christian is like every aspect of the fruit. We just know where it comes from. And we just know that it like, as we grow in our faith, that all of those things are supposed to become more apparent. And that's how people are supposed to look at us and be like, oh, they're a follower of Jesus because they're kind, because they're joyful, because they're loving, like all of those aspects to it. And so TikTok has been like just such a wild journey. I started early on this year just saying, I'm going to post three to five times a day. Doesn't matter what happens. I'm just going to do it up until the launch of See the Good. Um, I want to see if people vibe with what I'm saying. And so I started to, and after a few months, it started to pick up a little steam and then it's just kind of grown more and more. Um, I think we're going to hit 200,000 this week, which is like so mind blowing. I think people just want something small, something compact, something actionable and something that they can be like, okay, this is my moment with Jesus. It doesn't need to be so theologically dense. It can be like just something simple. Like here's something to think about today. And I, I pray that it helps you along the way. And that is what people are uh, connecting with the most. And that's what's been like so cool just to, to witness and, and be a part of. Praise God that he's moving that way because I love it. I think it's so much fun creating content. I think that that is such a really incredible insight into where our world is today, because you are absolutely right. I think that we live in such a busy society that it's difficult for people, especially the younger generation to wrap their brains around this mentality of you want me to wake up for an hour earlier and read the Bible and pray and listen to worship music. Like I don't have time for that, but these small bite-sized things that they're able to consume are making the most difference in their life. And I think that that's so incredibly important. Totally. It's, I, I remember learning from Donald Miller. He was, uh, he, if you know who he is, he runs this um, organization called story brand. And his whole thing is like, if you confuse, you lose because it actually, as we, as we think a lot and are confused by things, we burn mental calories trying to figure it out. And so his whole thing for like branding is like, if you confuse people, you're going to lose them because they're going to start burning too many cal calories and just say, forget it and be on to the next thing. And I think it's the same with uh, the way that a lot of people approach content is like, if you're making this too dense and too heady right off the bat in the morning, like I'm scrolling on TikTok. I'm not trying to think that much. And if you're able to give them just something small, something actionable, like they aren't burning as many calories and it's more comforting for them. What I do love though, about what you're creating is that it's not just fluff. It's not just feel good things, but it's sticking true to doctrine and scripture and important things but in bite-sized pieces. And I think that that's huge for the consumption, but also the growth of people. hundred percent. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think like if, if people just get one little snippet a day, like, and, and they aren't used to spending a ton of time, like I'm a, I'm a Bible nerd. So I'm, I love sitting and studying, but I also realize that most people don't live that lifestyle and it's not feasible for them. And so, yeah, if you can give them something like really cool in a bite-sized chunk and give them something real. I think a lot of people that grew up in the church that are uh, kind of questioning things, questioning their faith or falling away from it a little bit. It's because of, of things that may not necessarily be true and real, and they might be bored or they might, they might see things a different way now. 
I'm like, let me, let me blow your mind in 45 seconds and really make you think about this thing through the rest of the day. Like that's really cool to me. And I think sitting with that and continuing to meditate on it, which is biblical, like meditate on these words day and night is the way that it soaks in and it makes a true lasting impact. So that's so huge. It is one thing for us to see the good, I think, in our own lives or to make the decision to kind of shift our perspective for ourselves. How do we begin to kind of let that ripple out into the world right around us? Because we want to be more attractive as Christians. We want for people to see, hey, I want to be like that person. I want to be more like them. What are some really practical ways that we can take on a daily basis to see the good so that others are noticing? Yeah, I think it's just doing good, small things, and you don't have to do it in an overly spiritual way. You don't have to be like, hey, I'm buying you this coffee because Jesus loves you. No, just buy them a coffee. Like, it's okay. Like, you don't have to explain everything that you do from a Christian sense. Like, let's just be the awesome neighbor or that guy at the coffee shop that, like, that always encourages me. So I think it's like, yeah, like buying a cup of coffee for somebody, encouraging people just because you want to encourage them, like just taking care of the people around you and loving them well and not making it a big deal or a big scene. And I think those small actions just ripple over time into something so much greater. And as they like compound, it's going to be like, wait, why is that guy always like that? Why does he do this for me? And then like pray about them asking you the questions. I remember years ago, I was always just praying like, God, allow my actions to be seen and have people ask me why I do them. As I was praying that, people would ask me all the time about my faith. And I never had to be like, hey, you should believe this. No, it was like, this is why I do it. And if you're interested, great. Like, let's have a conversation. But instead of pushing it on people, like just give them a little nudge in the right direction. Yeah, I think that, man, some Christians have missed the mark in... It, it becomes too salesy. And I think when you're trying to just bombard people with like, do you want to hear about God? Do you want to hear more about what I'm doing to serve the Lord? And do you want more of this, more of this? They're missing the mark because it's really not about you at all. It's not about you being able to say, oh, I was able to speak to that person about God, but rather it's about them seeing Jesus in you. Like that's the important thing. And I think in those moments where we want to say, oh, I bought you this coffee and it's because Jesus loves you. Like surely if you feel prompted to do that, then do it. But maybe some of that responsibility is just you being kind and God speaking to them in a way that only he can through it. Yeah. That's so good. And so true. Like that's, that's the way that I live my life. And that's what I want the people around me to also feel is like, yeah, if God's moving you to awesome, do it. But sometimes it's not, sometimes it's like, Let's just make the world a better place and let's actually just love our neighbors because that's what we're called to do. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, you mentioned earlier that you sold the brand Sunday, which was a huge big deal. So what's next? What are you planning to do next? Dig into more? Yeah, that's the that's the question of the year. Um, so I'm I'm gonna continue working with the brand 100%. So I'm gonna be uh, writing books for them, creating resources and content. We have an incredible relationship with them still, and I love um, everything that is gonna be done in it. I think I really believe in uh, Baker, and I believe that they can take this to a whole nother level. So it was 
Like we brought it to one place. Let's, let's let it really soar. Like let's let it fly. And so when it comes to me and everything I'm doing, I'm focusing on see the good right now for the next couple months, going to go all in on that. Uh, I'm really, uh, promoting a Israel trip next year. So I'm going to be taking people to Israel in March of next year. And I would love to do that uh, more often. A couple times a year would be the dream. Uh, doing some consulting and then just focusing on, on TikTok for now and really whatever comes my way. I love uh, products. I love uh, developing products and helping companies do it from early stages. So I think a lot of opportunities will present themselves. Um, I mean, this literally happened last Friday. So now it's like, let's dream as big as we can and see what God has in store. And I'm just going to walk through the doors that open up. That's a super awesome place to be in where you can really just kind of say, all right, like palms up, what's next? Totally, 100%. So See the Good comes out November 15th. Yes. And it is available anywhere books are sold. Yes. Available right now too. Like every pre-order counts. My dream and goal for this is to be on the New York Times bestseller list, which literally means like we need to sell a whole lot of copies leading up to it. Um, but I'm believing it's going to happen. I'm rallying the troops. And so anything that's pre-ordered counts for, um, for that list. So November 15th, I mean, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, Books a Million, like across the board, you can find it. And so, yeah, can't wait for everybody to get a copy of it. Awesome. Well, we'll put the link for that in show notes so that people can grab a copy. But before you go, I always end by asking one simple question. And for you, it should be really simple because it is tell me something good. So in your life right now, what's good? Oh, life in Minnesota with my wife is so good. She moved her up here from South Florida. She's never lived in the cold and she's just been such a trooper and I love doing life with her. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the best thing about life right now. Y'all listen, I am so glad that you show up here each week, but I think it's time that we take this friendship to the next level. Don't you? There are so many opportunities for subscriptions out in the world, and I've got one to tell you about, but the good news is that it is absolutely free. Social media can be so fickle, and I would love the opportunity to connect with you directly through text. Wouldn't that be so fun? It's super easy to sign up. I'll send you exclusive content about once a week, exciting announcements before they hit the interwebs, and you'll even get a peek into some behind the scenes info for the podcast. I would love it if you would sign up so that we can stay in touch. I'll put the link in show notes, but you can text lovely to 936-253-6555. That's 936-253-6555. Don't miss out. Hurry and sign up and let's chat soon. This week's conversation with Zach was such a breath of fresh air. I'll put the links in show notes where you can find him and his book, See the Good, because you are definitely going to want to grab a copy. In a culture that seems to be steering away from the truth of the Bible and running toward social media theology, Zach has found a way to merge them both together in a way that is drawing people near. His determination to see the good in things is so refreshing and inspiring, and his reminder that a simple shift in perspective can change the world around us is a needed adjustment in my life that I am challenged by. I also love the idea that maybe what the world needs more of is simple kindness that can send ripple effects out into the world to remind them of Jesus' love. This week, I challenge you to see the good around you, to spread love and kindness unexpectedly, and to make some room 
for lovely. 